0: This is episode 154 on The Herpreneur Show. Today we have podcaster, Katie Jeffcoat. Welcome to The Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovic. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum... I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. How are you going with the school holidays, ladies? First week of Easter is down, one more to go. I actually just did a quick trip across to Sydney and while I was over there visiting family, I also visited the International Conference Centre in Darling Harbour. It's gorgeous. It's huge. I haven't been there since they've done the renovation. And I went there, ladies, because as promised, I said I'd be bringing back the Herpreneur live events So we are looking at dates. At this stage, it looks like it's going to be February 2024. And the reason why it's quite far away is because it's going to be huge. Hence why we're looking at the International Conference Centre in Sydney because it's going to be a lot bigger, a lot more women. Think of it like a massive conference expo, like a girls weekend away. So I'm super pumped as this unfolds. And as it unfolds, I'll keep bringing you up to date. Let's bring on the lady of the hour, Katie. Jeff coach she is the host of the Everyday Happiness podcast show she does daily drops daily this woman has over 600 podcast interviews probably more by now since we've interviewed her was once a lawyer and now she is the happiness crusader kindness crusader speaker and author Today's interview obviously dives in deep to the philosophies and the science behind happiness, plus we take a few extra turns. Because she's a podcaster, I want to ask some podcast questions too. So if you're thinking about launching a podcast show, I asked the questions for you there. And then also I asked this off the cuff question about if anyone's struggling out there at the moment. So if you're listening to this interview because you're stuck in a hard place at the moment, I think the very end question is also really going to help shift where you are right now. Ladies, let me introduce you to the woman of the hour, Katie Jeffcoat.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I just love your show and I'm just so humbled to be a guest.
0: I love to start the show finding out where in this beautiful planet do you reside? Where do you work from? Bring us into your daily life of where you are right now.
1: Well, I am right outside of Washington, D.C. I'm coming from my home office where I like to say that I am location independent. So I have this dream of like not having to go to an office and be able to work from anywhere in the world. So right now I'm at yeah. home in my office.
0: Oh, ah, I Love it. Love it. Give us some juice. Let's let's get into this. I remember for so many years, you know, when you cut your birthday cake and you, you make a wish. I remember the one wish I always wanted to make was just happiness, just to be happy. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of the biggest wishes in the world that people want is just to be happy. What is happiness? Explain it to us and define what it actually means.
1: Yeah. So this is so much fun. I love sharing this definition with people because it has been distilled from so much research and the scientists and the researchers and the people that really look at human behavior and well-being pretty much agree that happiness is a two-pronged definition. Mm -hmm. So the first prong is what we think of when we think of happiness. It's our happiness emotions. It's this joy, contentment, positive well-being combined with a sense of like, life is good, right? It's the getting the perfect parking spot when you're going to the store. It's finding a penny on the street. You know, it's things like that. It's this, it's this joy. It's this emotion. But the magic is in the second prong. Mm-hmm. And the second prong is our purpose and satisfaction. So purpose is how you feel when you are doing the thing you love. So this can be academic research, entrepreneurship, your work, starting a business when you're in flow, you know, uh, being involved in the community, being a parent, knitting, reading a book, whatever you're doing, where you feel that you're doing the thing that you love and there's some purpose behind it. The scientist Arthur Brooks, he says that long lasting happiness comes from like human connection and productive work. And we can go through tips on how to boost happiness. One of those is obviously social connection, right? We all know Mm -hmm. that when we're around people that make us feel good, we feel happier. But his research is so overwhelmingly clear that productive human endeavor creates a sense of purpose in life. And so purpose is one of those sections, right? And the other part is satisfaction, And it's so simple and it's so hard at the same time. Mm. Satisfaction is wanting what you have more than what you want. So wanting what you have more than wanting what you want. Yes. So you have to appreciate what Mm -hmm. you have more than you pine for what you want. Mm -hmm. So many of us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you, I'm sure that you've been in situations where you're like, it'll, we'll be happier
0: when. Yeah. The, yeah. And yeah, it, if you think about what gratitude does, gratitude is being in the moment and being happy for what you have and not the grass is always greener on the other side because if you're always looking forward then you're not ever present and being in love with that environment that you're in. So That makes total sense.
1: I yeah, actually it can be hard sometimes though to be to be in gratitude when the world feels like a dumpster fire yes, or you're having yeah, a hard yeah. day.
0: Yeah, especially, and and this, it's when you say that it depends on where that person is internally, what the internal world is, because you're saying when you're in purpose and satisfaction, that is, that's your internal world. So when your internal world is good, your environment, how you look at any situation completely changes. But you're saying, like, when you're in a pandemic and you're locked inside a house and you've got no connections, and then suddenly you go, "Hey, you just got to work on your purpose and satisfaction." They're going, F- "Yeah, you. How can I do that when I'm at home, right?" Because their internal world and their environment is completely different. So it's it's really interesting how this can land because it definitely depends on. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it definitely depends on what's going on internally as well because you've got to change that first, right? Yeah. It has to happen in the mind first, I'm guessing, to then make the actions to go to look for your purpose or to get that satisfaction. Would correct. that be right in
1: saying that? Yeah. So you will never be happier if you flip over the coin, if you get to the next thing. So there's this scientific principle called hedonic adaptation, and it's very simple. It means that once you get the thing you want, you will want more. It's the way that our DNA is. It's the way that our brains are wired. It's the way that the humans have evolved from living in caves to what we do now. It's just mm-hmm. part of our DNA. So mm-hmm. satisfaction can be so elusive because we think it's getting the next thing. It's buying the new shoes. It's getting the bigger house. It's getting the new car. It's what it, whatever it is, going on the trip, buying the boat, it's, it, but it's never that. It, that's nah. that, that's not how it works. And so just really understanding that is so interesting, but I want to go back to something you said earlier about in your, what's in your brain, because there's an author, Sean Acor, and he writes a lot about happiness and studies happiness. And he says that 90% of long-term happiness is within how our brains process the world around us mm. and only 10% is external, like what's happening to us. And that, yes. you yeah. know, is that tracks with the other scientific research.
0: Yeah. And I agree with that. Cause when we learn NLP or hypnosis, we're always taught that like this first the horse out of the gates, it's the first thing they say is it's 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 your perception of the world. And if you're looking for things to always fulfill you externally, you're right. You're always just flipping the coin for the next thing. So that's really, really interesting. I've noticed the difference in myself, even though, you know, you do NLP and when you're learning NLP or being master prac or whatever it is, you're always working on yourself. You're always changing Mm -hmm. your internal world. Then last year I started to really work on the spiritual side of things. I started to do meditation every day. I was starting to do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just my own cleaning chakras and just doing all this different stuff. And it really is phenomenal how much it has changed my calmness, my peacefulness. Mm -hmm. You have something that you're very passionate about, helping women turn from hectic to harmonious. Right. Yeah. Can we go down that angle? What are some tips for that to help us go, Hey, I've got a hectic day. I've got a hectic brain. I've got a hectic life. What do we need to do to change that into harmony?
1: Yeah. you know, we all do. We all do. We all have these busy lives. We have 752 things on our to-do list and we get 748 of them done and we beat ourselves up for the four we didn't do. Part of it is identifying what's on your to-do list and what's really important, right? So maybe it's a dentist appointment or cleaning out a junk drawer or power washing the front steps or doing your taxes. Like Mm -hmm. we have to really identify what is important Mm -hmm. uh, in that to do list, like it's not every to do is the same. And sometimes I think, especially as women, we write it all down and we think that it all has to get done. But the fact is, it's not all the same. But what I like to really, you know, when I was practicing law and, you know, after practicing law and really reflecting on how busy our lives were and what was the purpose of that, Mm. I started to wonder if I was going to be sitting on my rocking chair on my front porch thinking about my life and what would that look like? What would the legacy be, or what would uh, what would I feel really good about? And mm-hmm. what I discovered was that when we can live in our priorities, we all have to do. We will always have to do. But mm-hmm. if we can have some space and time to live in our priorities, then we are building a fulfilling, successful life. And so I have this concept called intentional margins, and what that really is is mm-hmm. identifying how to. Balance your to dos with your priorities by creating space so you can have that harmony. So it looks like maybe every day you have an intentional margin or every week you have an intentional margin. And that can be anything from social connection to knitting club to book club to taking a bath. It doesn't have to be self care, but it can be a way that you can create meaningful relationships. So if a priority is my marriage, what does that look like? Is that date mm-hmm. night? Is that a trip every quarter, like getting away from the house? Is it coffee with my husband in the morning? Like, what does that look like? How am mm-hmm. I prioritizing in like action what that, mm-hmm. what that looks like? I have a method it's on my website, katiejeffcoat.com. It's called the impact method. And it really just helps you go through like, what's my priority and what's the action? Is it on the mm-hmm. calendar? And the last step is just to timely evaluate it. Because how many of us put date night on the calendar mm. and either we don't do it or we always talk about the kids and we're not really having that connection that we yearn for. So maybe date night yes. is it. Maybe it's coffee mm. or maybe it's a trip, a, you know, one night away every quarter or something. So yeah, we, ha- that, we get to pivot. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I noticed when I did burnout a few years ago now, my number one priority was to really... Create more harmony in my life. And I realized that my to do list that I had, there were so many things that I had an expectation that I held myself to, which was, and this is for any woman listening. I'm sure you're all high achieving female entrepreneurs that listen to this because it's pretty much in our DNA where we want to be great at our business and we're doing everything we can to get the marketing right, to get the team right, or, you know, depending on how that large that business is, but to grow it. And there's a lot of pressure there. And then you've got your children and then you want to be, you know, great in the morning with the children, get their breakfast ready, get their food ready to school, take them to school, pick them up from school. You're trying to work that into your calendar as well. (laughs) And then you want to keep your house clean and you want to keep your house tidy and you're going to get on top of your clothes. And, And for me, it was definitely trying to do everything. And then when I had the burnout, I thought I have to start really creating more harmony and how much is my time worth? And how much is my happiness worth? So the first thing I did, I got the cleaner. That helped a lot. When I moved to Perth, we've got a much bigger house. And it's like I had such a high level of perfectionism in my house and a lot of you women probably do this, is you do the clean before the cleaner comes. (laughs) You get everything ready. So for me, it's like, you know, folding clothes, putting the clothes away, doing loads of washing and it's, you know, changing all the bed sheets and getting all the bed looking pristine. So all she needs to do is vacuum around it and then, you know, do all the shelves and that. And that was killing me. And I thought, my gosh, that perfectionism is still there. That high standard's still there. So I love what you're saying with these intentional margins because my intention is to have more peace and to remove the perfectionism and the standard that I internally have held myself to. No one has held me to this. This is an expectation i put on myself. So as soon as I went, do you know what? It is okay that there is a basket full of dirty washing. It is okay that there's a basket full of clean washing that's not folded and put away. It's okay that I haven't cleaned changed the bed sheets. That can happen on the weekend and my son can help me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's these intentional margins is something that I've really been putting in for myself to go, this is what's needed for the home to keep me happy. And also what you're saying is booking in time out for myself to take myself to the movies or a date night with the the hubby. And Mm -hmm. I think this is so important where we can go, what is the intention? Because there's a big difference between intentions and goals, isn't there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And when you have that intention, that's where, that's where the magic is, right? Because then you're more purposeful. Yeah. You know,
0: because I feel like the goal is the task. But the intention comes from the heart, the feeling that you want. It's, the, it's the, like the rudder of the boat, would you say? It's like it's the compass to help you go. This is my intention. And then you set the goals or the actions around that.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Because you have to know why you care. Like, why do you care? Like that's, mm. you have to ask yourselves, like, why does it matter? Why yeah. does this goal matter? Why, what's, mm. why is this a priority to me? Why is my marriage a priority? Why is building a a business a priority? Why is spending time with my kids a priority? Why? Why do you care? You know, and so if you go onto my website and then the podcast archives, and if you just search impact method, there's like a couple episodes that will walk you through exactly how you can, you know, kind of figure this out for yourself with some examples. Mm. Uh, And it's very short. My podcasts are like three minutes or less every day. So you can just that little dose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just a nice little dose just to pick you up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I would start there if you're really feeling like, oh man, how do I find that harmony? Because mm. we have to practice it every day. It doesn't just fall out of the sky.
0: Yeah. I love what you're saying, which is that self-realization of the question of the why, why is it important to me. Because for the perfectionism for me, that's what I had to go to. Like, why is it so important to have the house looking half pristine before the even cleaner comes? Yeah. Because that was creating a negative action. But you're also saying with the whys, which in counselling, I know they do 11 whys to get to the problem. So when you keep asking yourself that why, you can actually get to the root of the problem, even up level it if it's not doing you a service or like you're saying to create more harmony and joy of things that you want to start doing that you keep pushing to the side, which, right. hey, a lot of women on here, you know, they're putting their work and their family first before even attending to their own needs.
1: Right. I think you're right. And this is the thing. You can be busy and be balanced if you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing. If you're living in oh, your priorities, you know, you get to have both. You get to be busy and be balanced. And this is the thing. There are seasons. So maybe you're building your business right now, or maybe you're t- caring for a sick parent or a elderly, like you could be, it could be so many things. There can mm-hmm. always be a season. And you get to pivot. You get to have seasons. Our summer looks different with the kids out of school than our school year. Like mm. you get to have seasons. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We might have some women listening. They're going, hey, she does a podcast every day. It's for three minutes. I've been thinking about doing a podcast. You must have learned a fair bit, Katie, We're doing podcasts. Let's go down that road just for a little bit. I'd love to pick your brain. If someone says to you, hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Is it easy? Is it hard? What would be your feedback for actually helping somebody know if it's right for them and if they should do it? What are the things they need to be aware of and what are some of the challenges?
1: Yeah, I feel like it takes more time than you think especially like post-production. So if you don't hire a team in post-production, it takes more time than you think. And then I would also say it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be super scrappy. You can do it from your phone in your closet and you can... Learn how to just publish the audio super fast, super easy. You know, sign up for an account and just go with it. Your artwork you can do for free on a, you know, editing software. You can use Canva, which is really popular here in the US, but you can create your own artwork and do everything super scrappy. And that's how I would start. The second thing I would do is really think about your audience and what's the message that you think they want to hear to start cuz you don't know what they want and then listen to your audience and they will t- they will give you clues as to what content they they really are you know they're eating up right you'll yes. see yeah. by like what episodes are popular and
0: mm-hmm. you know yeah that's a really good reminder cuz i know the real po- popular ones are need to do with weight loss and health even though it's more of a business show, we, we do women in yeah. business life, but it's quite interesting um, that those ones, like they're just huge. They go through the roof.
1: I, and I think part of it really is just they, people want to behind the scenes, right? They want to like really get to know someone. I do find that those more intimate podcasts tend to do well, not just for us talking right now, but just generally, you know, I'm more attracted to those
0: kind of mm. behind the scenes podcasts. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I'd love to vouch what uh, Katie is saying. Definitely post-production. It does definitely take longer than what you think. And even though I have a team that does it, I still listen to the show back and then say, hey, edit this out, take the ums out. (laughs) You missed something here. Sometimes we've got to go, no, it needs the ums. So it's like listening and hearing. So even though it goes through post-production for us, it comes back and I'll still listen to it and go, hey, I want this cleaned up. It's it's quite interesting. And then with the graphics, you're right, we go back and forth with graphics. We have normally mm-hmm. option of three different graphics. So I love that you put that in because it definitely does take longer in the back end. How did you, how did you grow your podcast? Do you think it was because you were posting daily? Uh, you said that you were listening to what they were listening to, what the downloads, you know, were. Is there any other way that you actually grew it? Do you do social media marketing? I know you've just started your own newsletter.
1: Yeah, I do social media. Um, but you know, I think a lot of it is organic. It's, you know, when you like something, you share about it. That's just what we do as women. Like we do it all the time. We do it with shoes. We do it with you name it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that's been a lot of it. And I'm obsessed with starting this email where it's really a love letter to my uh, email subscribers. And it's a, it's definitely a behind the scenes and it's good tips and it's about happiness and high vibes to be honest with you. Just really dislike email generally. I have 2000 unread messages, I am sure, but I was encouraged to start it and I had been holding off for years because I don't like email, but I found a way to make it just really juicy. It's only twice a month. And so I don't know, I'm really loving that. Mm -hmm. And I write a lot, I do a lot of uh, blogs on my website. I give away tons of content for free, almost everything that I do is for free. So I have a blog right now that was out in January, 2023, about how to make your happiness soup. And it's all the tips and habits, but how to create your own recipe for happiness, Mm -hmm. because there's no one size fits all. And I think if I would leave like one message for Mm -hmm. your listeners, it would be that the people that tell you the system to get it done, they're all lying. Because whether Mm -hmm. it's your morning routine, or your happiness journey, or something else. Nobody knows. They're all lying. You get Mm -hmm. to decide what works for you. You get to create that recipe. Here are the ingredients. And this is what the blog post is. Like, here are the ingredients. You make your recipe. And maybe this recipe is for this season. And then you pivot and it's different because you need something different in a different season. So maybe Mm -hmm. your gratitude and appreciation looks one way right now and looks a different way later. Or maybe your social connection looks one way in a time when you're very busy with growing your company or doing a book launch Mm. or something like that. But your social connection during the summer months looks different, right? We get to pivot. We get to have seasons. We get to create our own soup. I will give you the ingredients. You get to make your own recipe.
0: I think that's so powerful. What you're saying is being able to put it into a batch of a season. Because if you do know that you've got to launch on, we do know that maybe there is less time, though it's still just as important or even more important to be able to make sure that you're filling up your happiness cup. We're on the other wow. side as well, in Western Australia, what I noticed here is in winter, no one goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I definitely do like to get out of the house a lot. I do love to connect with the earth and, you know, be out in nature. And I find that everyone just hides. So I love that you're saying what to do these different seasons, because I need to look at a different way of socialization through winter, seeing they act Mm -hmm. differently over here. So I just love this. This is powerful for us to go, okay, let's batch it. If we know this is a a harder month or a harder season, we can go really consciously. What are the things that we need to install that actually match that pace of life or that environment at that stage? Yep. Super simple, but we don't do it. It's super simple, but it's super powerful. It's the simple stuff that makes it profound.
1: Exactly. I was just going to
0: say that. Yeah. I would love to know what you do on a regular basis? Because I ask this to all our guests. What is the one thing that you do on a regular basis that makes you the happiest version of you that isn't anything to do with your work? What would it be? All
1: right. Well, I do love this question. And in the season I am in right now, I am leading with love. I am finding that there are lots of people that have different opinions about lots of things from, you know, Pandemic to politics to global warming to, you know, you name it, right? Especially where I live and I can't change their mind. And if I want to continue to have relationships with those people, um, maybe they're people that, you know, are family or whatever. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have those relationships and they're not your chosen relationships. I'm leading with love. Love Mm -hmm. is happiness. Full stop. You get that. And so. I'm just reminding myself that I don't have to agree. I can just lead with love. And that's mm. that's been what's keeping me
0: going lately. Yeah. Powerful. What's well, the highest vibration, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And and what about physical activities? Do you have a go-to for physical side things to move your body? What would bring you the most joy there? Yeah.
1: uh it's so interesting. So if you ever see me running, uh, like if I were like, you'd see me like jogging on the, on the sidewalk or something, you should probably call the police because I'm being chased because you will never see me exercising in real life. Uh, it's just not, I don't love it, but I love going for long walks. Uh, I Mm -hmm. love yoga and some meditation. Uh, just I sometimes call it just gathering my thoughts because meditation Mm -hmm. can feel so hard. And sometimes it feels like, you know, like that can feel hard. I've asked, but on the physical side, uh, you know, my word of the year is care, and I'm really trying to care for my body uh, mm. in a way that I hadn't in the past. And I'm, I'm not there yet. I've, uh, I haven't always been kind. I love a good cheeseburger and, uh, wine and movies. We just, all
0: do. I love a good you know, burger. Right. So I love uh, a good burger. I'm doing keto at the moment. Oh yeah. We went out for dinner and I was like, oh, I saw the burger. I, I nearly broke. I nearly broke. I said, oh, I really love some burger and chips right now. <laughs> <It's>
1: yeah, like- <laughs> I know. It's so hard, but you know, I like to, uh, you know, I like to dance around the house. I'm a, like, love to like turn up the music and dance I like to play tennis. I don't play it as much right now as I used to, but stuff like that, you know, like stuff mm. that's enjoyable, you do need to move your body. And one of the ingredients in the soup and the recipe in my blog is about physical activity because it really is so important and it really mm. is important for our happiness. It releases yeah. chemicals that are so good for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being a fitness instructor in my past life and, um, Yes, so I'm hoping once my back is all sorted, I'll be back teaching fitness again, ladies. So look out. There is incredible chemicals and that serotonin, even what you were saying about, you first went to the parasympathetic things, so like meditation and walks. And this is so important, ladies, where it's learning to get back into your body because we're in our heads so much when we're working and it's like we're actually out of our bodies because we're just doing, 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 doing. And even what Katie's saying is sometimes it's a matter of just going for a beautiful walk or just sitting there and if it's not meditating, it could be gathering your thoughts with journaling because what that does is it brings us into that parasympathetic, which actually is a beautiful way to calm down and bring happiness back into our lives. So being from the happiness queen, actually being drawn to Gathering her thoughts and doing meditation and walking at yoga. That's definitely the stuff that sort of brings it back. But then you've got the high vibe stuff like dancing. Like I am there with that. High vibe. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you this question's just come to me now. What if we've got a lady on online right now and she is definitely down in the jump dumps? She's heavily depressed. Things aren't going well for her in her business. She's she's done the jump and finances aren't coming in. And she just feels like a failure. What would be some tips or things if you could say something to her? What would it be a message to her? Because let's face it, in entrepreneurship, this is what happens. We've got women that are in the startup phase and they could be in their first year or two. And it's hard. It's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And some days they're feeling like they're failing. They're thinking, what have I done? I've worked to, walked away from employment. What do you think she needs to hear to be able to really start to boost her her self-worth, her happiness, and really start to move forward.
1: Yeah, that's deep. I would say, um, you know, you need courage to start and self-confidence comes when you have a few wins under your belt. I also think that self-confidence doesn't always come from within. I think self-confidence comes when you have a group of women cheering you on. When you have someone saying, I believe in you, right? Usually it's, you know, women cheering other women on, which I love. And I like created a community around this because I think it's so much fun, like in a previous life. But, um, I, there's no question that there's, you know, our DNA, you we yearn to belong. And when we have other people cheering us on, we can't help, but want to continue. And just like, I believe in you, I'm mm-hmm. rooting for you. Like this is, you know, like all those positive affirmations, I think are so important when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So if you Mm -hmm. were sitting on the sofa next to me and you were having a bad day, I would say, you know, I believe in you. Like if this is the path for you, let's figure out how to get there. That there's always going to be bumps in the road. There's always going to be potholes that we, we don't see, but we can get through that. We can do anything. And when we're thinking about happiness, generally, you know, it's also, it's our responsibility to find happiness wherever we can. And -hmm. that doesn't mean that we decrease our compassion for what's happening in the world around us, right? So if I was to like leave one message, I would say it's your responsibility to find your happiness. You owe it to yourself, your joy, your happiness, whatever that looks like. and even if it feels hard, there's something bad happening around you, or you feel like the world is a dumpster fire. It doesn't decrease your compassion and your empathy for the world around you just because you also want to find your happiness. You get to have both. It's infinite.
0: Mm, Yeah. And I think one thing that you're saying there is no matter how hard it is, there is something there that creates your happiness. And maybe it is what we're saying, which is going for the walk it could be just turning on your favorite song and just even just listening to something that starts to boost it that's yep. actually why i to ask this question at the end which is what's the one thing that you do at the end at that that lifts your level of vibration It's nothing to do with work because if we can find out our go-to place we can start to at least manufacture those chemicals to get back into our brain to at least boost it Um, I'm going to add a couple of things here as well. Just if you're listening and you are in that situation, motion creates emotion. So moving, Mm -hmm. so you've got to move more. And I love what Katie's saying, which is the power of a group. So if you're not in a networking group where there's other female entrepreneurs, because they're all in that place as well, or they've been through it. So Sometimes you might feel like you have to try to figure things out on your own and you don't have to figure things out on your own. You've got a community of women around you somewhere in a networking group. And the other thing is um, if you have the money to get exposure because everything in business when it comes to sales is exposure yeah. Normally the person that has the most exposure is the one that tends to win, even if their product or service isn't that great, but they're so great at their marketing and look at these big companies out there. But if you don't have the money for that right now, you've got to get yourself at least invest into a networking group. And a lot of them yep. you can sort of, you know, pay for the lunch as you go. So if you can't pay for the year membership, you can just go for the lunch and get yourself out of that house but um, that question just came to me because obviously there's some women listening that are in that situation now and we've mm-hmm. never touched on that. So I appreciate you being here today to give the the platform for us to actually just acknowledge that and to, to speak to that. Thank you so much, Katie. Katie, let's do a plug to your beautiful show. She is doing it daily at the moment, guys, but, hey, after 600 episodes, I think she can start to... <laughs> Change course if she wants. So if she doesn't touch me every day when we start to listen to her, we will forgive her. But we've got 600 episodes to catch up on when you're listening to mm-hmm. these when you start. So Katie, one more plug for your podcast and we'll also have the links, ladies, just down below.
1: Yeah. So my podcast is called Everyday Happiness, Finding Harmony and Bliss. And you can find that everywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. And my website is my name, katiejeffcoat.com. And you can search the podcast uh, on my website. So if there's some keywords that you're thinking about and you want to know if I've talked about them before, uh, you can search. There's uh, transcripts for every podcast all in the search field. So just go at it. The blog
0: is really my crown jewel right now. I'm loving it. I think you should get a product out and teach podcasts. After 600 episodes, you would have learned a thing or two. And I'm sure people will be signing up for a program from you. But Katie, thank you for blessing us with your joyfulness, the tips on happiness. It's very late over there. Thank you so thank much for you. a great interview. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you receive the inspirational idea thought or message that you're meant to hear today if you love the show it means a bunch to me sending me a message on facebook or on itunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released until then make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know Mwah. i'm out